Praise the Lord, everybody. We are about to start our service. Amen. If you will stand with us this morning, we are ready. I should say, are we ready for the word of God this morning? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. So as customary, we have our prayer coming up. And for the online viewers, we welcome you this morning. If you do have a prayer request, if you want to put that prayer request in, you're more than welcome to. If you want to put an emoji, um, like the prayer hand emoji or anything, so we will touch and agree with you through our prayer time. Amen. For the Lord to have his way. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on and clap your hands this morning. Glory to God.
Let's continue to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. He is worthy. He alone is worthy. We serve an able and worthy God who's always victorious and he's always watching over us. He's a wonderful and mighty God. He is a mighty God in Christ. And his name is Jesus. And we thank him for another day, another Sunday morning to be in the presence of almighty God. Can we put our hands together one more time? Let's lift up our voices unto the Lord as we continue to worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. We thank God for those who are watching across the world because we have membership everywhere. And we give God for growth. We give God thanks for our online congregation. And we give God thanks for those who are present here. We give God thanks for just his allowing us to be here. We could have been anywhere else, but we had to be here. Lifting up the name of Jesus and magnifying him because he alone is worthy. Let's pray unto the Lord. If you have a prayer request, you can lift your stretch forth your hands, and we will pray in contact, believing God that the prayer of faith will save the sick and heal, and your sins will be forgiven by that prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift you up. We give you thanks because you have been good. 
You are worthy of all the praise and all the glory. We thank you for what you have done so far. We pray that, God, we will believe that today is a day that you will transform us. You will make us more into your likeness and your image. We pray that, God, every power, every, every need, and every request be made known unto you. Break every barriers and break every, oh, God, bondages and chains to be broken by the name and power. We pray for every feather to be destroyed. We pray, God, you will speak through your word and speak to your servants that God will transform us and conform us again into your likeness and make us more, oh God, prepared to see you and your coming. God, we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for the souls to be added to your kingdom as such to be saved. We thank you, God, and we will lift our voices. We will lift up our hands. We will lift up our, uh, our voices unto ye. We will magnify you and bless your name. Let's put our hands together. Let's lift up our voices unto God. Let us open our mouths and shout a praise into this atmosphere in Jesus' name. God bless you.
bless your name, Jesus. Can we just continue to worship the Lord this morning? Oh, take control, Jesus. Hallelujah, we love you, Lord. We give you glory, we give you all the honor this morning. Your grace and your mighty Lord. You do miracles so great, oh God. Oh, we're lost without you, Jesus. Oh, have your way among us this morning, oh God, have your way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless your name, bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Let's just worship him this morning because he's worthy to be praised. Oh, hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. control hallelujah amen 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 praise god and can we praise the lord everybody come on let's praise the lord everybody hallelujah praise god hallelujah amen just point to your neighbor and say good to see you this morning hallelujah amen point to your other neighbor and say good to see you this morning amen praise god the lord bless you Amen. You may be seated for a few minutes. Amen. We want to take this time out. Amen. To greet everyone in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to welcome everyone into the house of God this morning, our online congregation. We welcome you this morning. Amen. And I pray do that you're feeling a great spirit wherever you are. Just feel at liberty. Just continue to worship the Lord because he's truly great and greatly to be praised. Amen. If there is ever a time we want Jesus to take control is now. You know, there's sometimes when we're driving down the highways and the byways and we're holding the car and we're trying to control the car. Amen. With just nothing but the mercy and the grace of God that keep us while we're traveling along the highways and the byways. So we need to stay close to the Lord. Amen. We just need him to wrap us around his arm this morning. Amen. Amen. So honored to be here this morning. Amen. Praise God. I want to greet our guest speaker this morning and his family, Brother Cannon. So kind of to have you all here this morning. I want to greet everyone here this morning. So glad to see everyone in the house of God this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to ask my wife to stand for a few seconds. Amen. We'll put her in a spot this morning. Amen. I, I had a, you know, I have the privilege. <laughs> you know, this week is our 31st year anniversary. And amen. I, I couldn't do it without my wife, 30, 31 years. Amen. Uh, amen. And, um, you know, um, thank you, honey. God bless you. Maybe see that my, uh, I said, I didn't put her in the spot to talk. Amen. She holds my grandson over there. Amen. So good to see Oh, grandson. Amen. <laughs> amen. Oh, grandson. Amen. But truly, God is good. You know, he, he had kept us for you know, we're married for 31 years, and man, we go through, you know, rough times, through good times, and through bad times. But the one thing we learn is, in all the midst of what's going on, Jesus is in control. 
And, you know, we would not get this far if Jesus wasn't the one that mending us together. And I'm so honored, you know, to have her to be a part of my life and for my family and for everyone. You know, I said in the 9 a.m. this morning that, you know, we should never be, especially for the younger children. You know, we all, you know, when there is a young child to get into the congregation or in the church, you know, we happen to be parents of that child. You know, um, it, it doesn't mean that because you're not a blood family of that child, you're not a parent of that child. You know, so when we're here together, we can't get this far without the love and the prayer of everyone that is here because we are one family in this place. You know, there, there's no separation of us when we gather together in, in, in the house of God. And, you know, we were talking this morning, and I think we were talking this morning or late last night, we were talking and said, you know, the, the one thing that I realized with the church, regardless of the state of mind someone may be in, the church is the only place that you can get true satisfaction because all the comfort that the world tries to give you, it's not comfort as such. But whenever you're in the presence of God, you feel such relief, such, you know, conviction, such, such joy, such peace and love. And whenever we get the privilege to be in the house of God, let's count it as such. Amen. So we're so glad, you know, we're going to get ready to um, collect our offering this morning. Amen. So don't forget. You know, as you said, if you have not yet partnered with us um, for our building fund, that's what God has prepared for us. Uh, facility, 17,000 square footage. Amen. And we're in the process. We have just a short time to, to, to make this deal. If you have not yet partnered with us and you want to be a partner with us, or if you have not yet, um, for those of you that already make your pledge, we thank you for your pledge. Uh, if you have a little extra that you want to give, you know, we welcome that also. Amen. If you want to be partner with us, amen. Or if you know someone that want to partner with us, amen, to achieve our goal, amen, or to, you know, able to make this transition uh, transaction happen, you know, we welcome you to talk to one of us, amen. That way we can direct you and guide you, amen. But be a blessing. Don't hold back on what you have. Because when you leave this earth, you bring nothing to this world and you can't take nothing with you. So if you have a little extra and you save it and waiting until you go, somebody's going to inherit it. Amen. You know, uh, so on and, and that note, so my brother called me the other day and um, he said, oh, um, um, my, a friend of mine was telling me that um, the house that my mom had several years ago um, in uh, Pennsylvania, um, a friend of his uh, told him that, listen, did you know you have uh, some money in the house? you know the bank have the house he paid off the house whatever so he said yeah you know i was looking through some government documents the other day pastor and um you know we, we see that there's some 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 money there for you and you have x amount of time to claim it so he called me up the other day and said um uh, do you have such and such um, he, he couldn't get me so he called my other sister and he, he was able to get what he, he needed so here he is, went to the township file for the information. So they're processing the information. So I say, I I'll get back with you. <laughs> you know, I'll get back with you. But, you know, you never know, you know, what God has for us. You know, the songwriter said, what God has for us or what God has for me is this for me. Amen. So give when you have a chance to give. God will bless you more than you can imagine or think. Amen. So I'm going to invite you all to stand with us as we get ready to receive our offering this morning. Amen. Give a good offering this morning. We have our ushers in the front. Amen. And we have electronic payment over there. You can always feel free to see Sister Patrice over there for your electronic payment. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. Father God, we love you.
We thank you, Lord God, for what you've already done in the service. We thank you for this time of worship, oh God. As you're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask your blessing upon every giver. Those who have to give, those who have not likewise, make a way that they too can be a blessing, oh God. We give you glory. We give you all honor. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your love. Have your way in this place as we continue to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Everybody said amen.
Come on, clap your hands up to the Lord. Come on, let's thank the Lord today. It was His amazing grace that we are able to be saved today. His amazing grace. His amazing grace. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As always, Brother Scarlett, you always minister to us. Thank you so much for the gift that God has given you to play like that and to be a blessing to us. Amen. It's just it's something different when anointed people sing, anointed people play instruments. It's just different. It's not like everybody else. We don't need ability and talent like the world does. We just need anointing. Amen. God, God will work through the anointing. Amen. And I'm not telling you God don't bless us with talents and gifts, but it, it, the, 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 the anointing is so much more powerful than everything else that we can have. And so we thank God for that. Well, we're going to move forward this morning. I am so excited about what the Lord is doing in our district. Uh, you know, you've been hearing me saying, Brother Ken, and I've been, I've been saying since they elected me superintendent, I've been saying that. We have to stop thinking that what God is doing in Mississippi and Louisiana and Texas and Indiana and so on and so on, these places that we call the Bible Belt, we got to stop thinking that God can't do it in the Northeast. Because when we start thinking like that, we're saying that God is only capable in some places. Now, you know, that's that's blasphemy. That's blasphemous to think that God can only do those things in Texas and in Mississippi and Louisiana and Indiana. That's blasphemous to think that God can only work in certain places. But that's kind of how we have been, you know, moving forward for many years in the Northeast and the Northwest. The Northeast and the Northwest and the West, we've been moving like, okay, you know, whoa, it's us. And, you know, we can't get to see miracles and signs and wonders like some places. But I've been saying it, and I believe that before Jesus comes, the Northeast is the most populated place in this nation. And I believe we're going to see revival like this nation has never seen it. Because we have more people, and we need more churches, and we're going to see more of the movement of God because of what's necessary in this area. And so I'm grateful for that. I, I was I was away. I couldn't get to all the services, and I'm always grieved. You know, I'm try. You know, I try to be at everything and do everything, and I know I can't do that, but I still try. And when I'm not able to be at every place and do everything, I get a little frustrated. But uh, you, you have to balance your life properly um, to be pleasing unto God, and I can't minister to you and neglect my family. And so I took my family away for a few days down to Washington D.C. so the kids can learn something before they go back to school, because we didn't do anything this year, just just so much that's been going on with the kids. And so we said, you know what, let's go down to Washington, D.C. It's, you know, there's so much there, and because we live so close, we overlook uh, the Washington, D.C., because we're, we're right there. And so I took them down, and we're able to take them around and let them learn some things. But during my time away, I had a dream that um, the Lord filled Jordan with the Holy Ghost. And I said, well, one of these Holy Ghost services, Jordan is going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. But the only one I knew I could attend was yesterday. So I said to my wife, as soon as I wake as I woke up, I didn't tell her the dream. I just said to her and I knew it was I knew how good the dream was. Now, I, I said to her, I said, listen, we're going to the Holy Ghost rally um, Saturday at five. She's like, yep, yep, that's right. We're going. So I knew that God was going to just confirm his word by signs following. 
And so we said, okay. And so I came home. We drove up, got home Saturday afternoon. And we're trying to get things done because when you're away, you're trying to do things. And so I'm trying to get some things done, be ready for today and everything like that. And I got stuck in a situation where I could not get away to get up to Newark. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And I'm trying to figure out everything, and it's not working. So I called my wife, and we were going to ride up together. I said, you on your own. You're going to have to take the kids up to Newark because I can't make it. And it looks like before I can get out of here and get everything together, I will not be there until probably late altar call. And so I said, you got to go. She said, all right. And she had to fight traffic. She was running late as well. I said, no, but we got to go. And so she was able to take the kids. She took Matthew and she took my son. And they went up. And I, I, Jordan's been wanting the Holy Ghost. We went to TAC. How long ago did we go to TAC? That, that was 2016. So in 2016, we went to TAC. And my daughter received the Holy Ghost in one of those meetings. And she kind of rubbed it in a little bit. And my son the, the following year, usually TAC only led a church planner when you're in your five-year church planting. They only let you come down one time usually because they sponsor you. They give you plane flight, hotel. They give you everything. So we went to TAC, and uh, Peyton received the Holy Ghost, and Jordan didn't. So he just kept saying, Dad, we got He thought the only place you can get the Holy Ghost was down at <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> so he thought, so I had to, you know, so God was gracious enough. To, um, to, to, you know, help us, you know, the Dylans worked it out, and we went down and tack a second time, just Jordan and I, just him and I. He loved it, too. And we went down, he still didn't re- receive the Holy Ghost, so he had a little issue with that. And so it's okay, but we kept going. And so when the Lord showed me in a dream that he was going to receive the Holy Ghost, I didn't even tell him anything. All I knew, we just needed to get to New Jersey up in Newark. And so we got there, and lo and behold, as God is faithful, God filled my lastborn with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, lastborn. You can't wait for this, huh? You couldn't wait for this, huh? Get your certificate. Hold it up. Amen. My boy is filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God is good to us. All we got to do is stay faithful, right? Amen. As a matter of fact, um, while the service is going on, we normally have corporate prayer here, Brother Cannon, at um, 630. And so we had live streaming and we had all the TVs on with live streaming. We're watching the service. And um, I think we had just got done praying and um, we... You guys announced that Jordan received the Holy Ghost. His sister ran around the sanctuary. I said, get out. I didn't know before. I just saw her running around, running around the sanctuary. I said, something is going on. She don't know where you run around the sanctuary. So, so, so I knew right away, okay, Jordan received the Holy Ghost. So I just thank God for being so good to us. And so Brother Cannon has been organizing for, for him and um, our children evangelists to come into this district for over two years. He's a man of his word. He kept on telling me, Brother Wyatt, we're coming. Brother Wyatt, we're coming. We're going to do something in New Jersey. And he just kept saying they're coming. And I knew he was coming. And, and as a matter of fact, that one of the most impressive things to me, whenever I go to our board meetings, Brother, Brother Cannon will always come up. I pray for you all all the time. I pray for you all all the time. I just love his spirit. I love what he stands for, and God is doing. I said this yesterday, Brother Cannon, and I'm not saying it because you're here, but I said it yesterday. I said, Brother Cannon, and I know we got great leaders, but sometimes you just move to say certain things. I said, Brother Cannon, Brother Bernard, and Brother, um, and, 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 Brother Cannon, Brother Bernard, and Brother Howe. 
I said, it's going to take God. I know God put them in their position, but it's going to take a real act of God to replace them. Because it's not going to be easy to replace those men. Those three men that's leading our organization, Brother Hal, Brother Ken, and Brother Bernard, Lord help us. We better pray because if God don't replace them, we're in trouble. I'm serious. These men of God, they, what they have done for the kingdom in advancing God's kingdom and the UPCI is, is just incredible. And so we thank God for them. And we have great leaders all over our organization. We thank God for them. But these three men, they stick out in my mind of what they have done since they've been leading. It's been unprecedented, the results that we've seen under their leadership. And so we thank God for them. So I, I thank God that they came and we, we are up to 109 people. I'm sure before they're done, who knows, we can hit the 200 mark before we go because we have the evangelists. Um, they're ministering still today, so we, we, we don't know what we're going to see today, and so we thank God for what he's doing. Our district is moving forward, and this is because God has chosen us. It has nothing to do with who and what. It has to do with God doing what he wants to do, and we thank God for, for what he's doing. We're going to hear from our praise and worship team one more time, and Brother Cannon, when they're done, you don't have to check with me. Just walk on up and take your liberty and let God have his way. If we can invite everybody to stand to their feet one more time. We're going to give God praise one more time. Is that all right? We wake up a little bit. We put our hands together this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a forte. Of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of His Spirit. Oh, I'm washing His blood. Oh, I can't stop.
Let's clap our hands to the Lord this morning. We're still in the morning, aren't we? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say something good is about to happen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. It is a great honor and a privilege to be here with you today to come and worship uh, God in this great, great place. Amen. I am excited to be in New Jersey, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, I, uh, I have found out that St. Louis driving is nothing like New Jersey driving. Man, you either got to pick up your pace or get off the race, I can tell you that. Amen. I've never had more folks honk at me like, hey, I'm going 10 miles over the speed limit and it's still not enough. But, so uh, it's a great joy to be here. We so happy to be with Christ-centered church, CCC, where you ought to be. Hallelujah. Woo. Amen. Here in Hamilton Township, it's a great honor to be here. Uh, Brother Wayne White, it's a privilege to be with you, your district superintendent, and also pastor and first lady, uh, Sister Wyatt. It's an honor to see you and be here. This man wouldn't be anything without his wife back there pushing him and making him go Amen. When he couldn't bring his son to Mississippi to get the Holy Ghost, Mississippi came to New Jersey. And uh, we were here. We were here. Uh, I was born and raised in Mississippi, and uh, the Apostolic Conference was a part of our Mississippi roots and heritage along the way. And so it is an honor to be here with you. Thank you for the privilege to be with us. And uh, I'm so glad that uh, Jordan got the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
wherever Peyton is, I think uh, you're going to catch up with him and pass him spiritually because you got it You got it late. You were the ones hanging on to somebody's foot when the birth process took place. So you got blessings that's coming your way. It is a privilege, and so I am so excited. I, I don't know what your plans are for this service. Every service I've been in, people get in the Holy Ghost. So I don't know what's on your menu, what's on your plate when you came in, if you did a to-go order or whatever. Uh, I, I just want you to know every place I went, somebody's been getting the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Some some people in their entire ministry never see 109 get the Holy Ghost, and I've seen 109 this week get the Holy Ghost. So God is good. God is good. It is, uh, I tell you, Brother Trumpet, you are awesome, man. I'm telling you, this man is ready. I feel like I've been in church already. I thought Louis Armstrong was up here for a minute there. Had to take another look to see if that really was all right. Amen. It is an honor to have my wife with me. And since we're talking about anniversaries, we have two days from now. We would be married 44 years and two months. So uh, we were little bitty babies when we got married. And so we, we tried to make it stick for sure. It's good to be here also. And I have my oldest granddaughter with me also. He turned 18 this week on our trips. And so... Uh, She's been homeschooling, and so she gets to travel whenever she wants to with us. And so she came to St. Louis. Now she came out with us to New Jersey. We go back home and do a conference in St. Louis next week. And then the next week we go to California. So we're going to be East Coast, West Coast. Uh, so uh, Mark Morgan told me, he said, the East was the least. But I, I don't think he's right because the West is the best. You know, that's what he always says, but amen. You guys have great, great potential. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for the privilege of being with you today. Uh, I know I started to say I don't see a clock, but I see a clock now, so I can't say my statement after that. Usually when I don't see a clock, you don't care what time you get out. But I do care what time you get out, amen, because this man's going on a seven-day fast. He better feed me today, amen. And then uh, next week he can take care of somebody else, I'm telling you. <laughs> Amen. If you have your Bible, stand with me. Let's go to Proverbs 24 and 16. Again, thank you, Brother Wyatt, for allowing us to be in your district. Amen. We don't know what's exactly going to happen uh, for the totals. It is 109 right now. There's a service going on right now. And uh, then there's another service this afternoon. And then I'm with uh, Brother McFarland uh, tonight. So uh, all of our services count because we want people to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16, it says, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Now, this just gives me a small phrase that I, I don't know if this is every day that a righteous man falleth down, or every week, or every month, or every year. I can't give you the total on that. All I know is that the key to success is getting up one more time than you fall. Hallelujah. I'm sure in this building there's a lot of perfect people, but I came from imperfect folks that made lots of mistakes, did a lot of dumb things, some things we don't even want to talk about, all right? But the key to it was we got back up. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. I have a little thought I want to share with you today. I want to talk about your next step. Your next step. Pastor Wyatt, would you pray and ask God's blessing? Praise your anointing upon your oracle. 
and that you will use them, Lord God, in a mighty way, in a miraculous way. Use them, Lord God, to rightly divide the word of truth and let there be impartation today that we will experience miracles, signs, wonders, and demonstrations. Have your way today, Lord Jesus. Move in this place like only you can, we ask, Almighty God. We open our hearts today, Lord God, that you may speak and you may direct and you may do just what you want. We ask you these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And everybody say, I believe it. And everybody say, I receive it. Clap your hands to the Lord this morning. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Brother White. I've never been put in the category of Brother Bernard and Brother, Brother Howell. I'm telling you, these guys are super, super guys doing a great job leading. I often tell folks, uh, you know, uh, all those folks that have to deal with adults, they got problems. They got problems. I am the only one that gets the privilege to minister to children. All we got is potential. There are things that children don't do and don't even want to do and don't even know about that what young, what older people do, but we have great potential. Amen. Well, I put on my Sunday suit because this is the day the Lord has made. And I believe He's got something for each one of us. Amen. Hallelujah. I've got a chance to pray every morning in New Jersey. I felt good about it. Brother Wyatt, when you came on board the general board, I have every general board member on my prayer list. And every place we go and preach or minister or do children's rallies, I put that pastor on my prayer list. So right now I'm close to 1,100 folks every morning that I call their name out in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because my message is that you have a next step. You know that? Amen. I came here to come up against any devil, any power, any spirit. Amen. Amen. Because God is great. There's no way the devil's going to sit down and do nothing with somebody that saw 109 people get the Holy Ghost. Amen. If that's all it was, I'll, uh, since we've been at headquarters, we've seen over 13,000 boys and girls speaking tongues. Holy Ghost fall on them. God is ready to do some good things. But I also want to let somebody know that if you have made a mistake and there has been something that you've done wrong, the key to it is get up. You do have a next step. There is something for you. Hallelujah. I look at your goal of 600000 for your new building. I, I'm excited. I just believe there's somebody somewhere soon that's ready to pledge 100000 200000 to make this church grow and to see what God could do. I believe without any question mark, your next step is that next building. Hey, I thank you for giving me an office chair in the back. It went up and down. That was pretty cool. I like that. Amen. But there, your next step is even higher than that. Praise God. And also, I want to let anybody know that if the enemy has ever told you it's not going to happen, you can't get forgiveness, you'll never be able to be as righteous as those folks, the devil is a liar. He's a father of lies. And I rebuke him this morning because God is able to give you your next step. Somebody shout hallelujah. Looks like that when you live for Christ, it's almost like a fight. Every morning there's a struggle and a blast. Sometimes you get blow, blows to the face and to the head. But get up. The secret to success is not how many times you fall. It's how many times you get up. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. When you fall down, you're on ground zero. If you don't get up, you're going to get trampled on. But if you rise up again, hallelujah, there is going to make a difference in your life. Sometimes we've got to understand math to really understand what life is all about. God added to the church daily. 
the Word of God was multiplied, if you please. If you take one step, that's addition. But when you take that second step, you become the multiplier. Can you imagine how Abraham felt? Whatever place you put your foot on, it's yours. Amen. I don't know if y'all walked around that building. Now. Somebody needs to walk around that and say, this is our house. This is what God's got planned for us. Because your next step may be the best step you ever took in your life. Somebody shout hallelujah. Believe it or not, somebody's sitting in the shade today because somebody planted a tree a long time ago. Warren Buffett said those words. Martin Luther King said these words. To take the first step in faith. You don't even have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. Amen. A monument says, this is as far as I got. All those monuments in Washington, that's what they're saying. This is as far as I got. But if you ever see a footprint, that's where you was yesterday, but you're not there anymore. You're moving. Something's happening inside of your life. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want to just break down your next step, if I could do that. First of all, let me talk about your. I believe that every time we come to church, it's personal. We're not here by just accident. We're not here by coincidence. I don't know half you folks. Amen. I wish I knew you better, but I don't know you. But you're not here by accident. Amen. You're not here just to watch people worship. You know, I, I, I found out a long time ago, if you want to be an apostolic Pentecostal, stop looking at other folks. You're not here because somebody's suit or somebody's tie or somebody's shoes or what they're wearing that day. You're here because Jesus is here. And if you could connect with him, supernatural things would happen. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. In 2022, you're going to be challenged to pray when nobody else does. You're going to be challenged to give when nobody else does. You're going to be challenged to fast when nobody else does. The spotlight is on you when you wake up, and it's on you when you go to bed. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to do your best and keep putting one foot inside of another. Hallelujah. If you leave this service today and you said, man, that was a dead service, I want you to go home and look in the mirror because you, you were the one that was dead. So I don't know what you folks do around here, but where I, when I go to church, I like to have a good time. And if this service is going to be a good service, everybody's got to put something in it. I don't care how much money you've got. I don't care what kind of house you live in or how cool you are. You better clap your hands every once in a while. You better wave your hands every once in a while. You better leap for joy every once in a while. If you feel like running around the church, I would feel at home. It's your step to take. Oh, Come on, somebody clap your hands. I... The weight of this whole service, it ain't, it ain't on me. It's not on me. If you don't respond, then God can't move like he wants to. But if everybody starts praying, everybody starts believing, somebody can get a miracle in the pew. Somebody can step up and say, hallelujah, and the next thing you'll hear is words you've never heard before. That's your job. That's your job. Next simply means there's something following today. It means you have a future. How many believe God has something great for you in the future? I thank God for what he has done in the past. Amen. The 109 that we've had is great. I'm happy about that. I'm worried about those other millions of people. Amen. 20 churches in north central Jersey. You're reaching 8 million people. I'm thinking we've got to do more. We've got to give more if you please. Amen. Amen. God has something for your future, if you please. 
when you take a step, just stop and think about it. I left my former situation. Now I'm stepping into a new dimension. I want to go where he's at. I want to do what he is doing. Amen. God has a special place for you. And then uh, the word step simply means it's a sign of movement. Amen. Amen. I, I believe every apostolic ought to have a little bit of movement. I, I don't know. Maybe when I got the Holy Ghost, I got soul too. Amen. Everybody ought to have some kind of movement. Amen. I see people go to football games. They'll take off their shirt, paint their bodies, and they're jumping up and down doing all this kind of stuff. And we can't even say amen in a church. And we're wondering why we can't grow. Your next step would be to say, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I believe you today. Today's my day. Hey, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm an avid walker. I, I, I did walk up to seven miles a day. I'm up to five. I'm back to five now. Amen. So when, when you hit 50 plus and none of your business, amen, then, then you've got to cut back on some things. But I'm still doing five miles a day. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone says, how do you do that? Well, I first do, first thing i got to do is the first thing I don't want to do is get out of bed with that woman back there. I don't want to get out of that bed. But when I throw the covers off and I step out on the floor, I know i got a plan for that. Hallelujah. During those prayer walks, I'm calling people's names out. During this situation, I'm thinking of missionaries all across the land. Amen. Those next steps make the difference. I'm moving. Last few times I went to the doctor, he said, you're overweight. I said, yep, I, I, I confess it's hard for me to, to stop eating. He said, but your blood pressure is perfect. Your cholesterol is excellent. Your sugar's incredible. All these kind of triglycerides and stuff. What are you doing? Doc, I'm getting up every morning and I'm walking. When Corona hit, I never stopped walking. I didn't even wear a mask outside. I just kept walking. And when Corona hit me, I woke up the next morning and I walked out through my neighborhood. Rebuking that sickness in Jesus' name. The second day I felt worse than I did the first day. But I got up again. Pushed myself out of that bed. I'm not staying in this bed and dying. If I die, I won't be on the street out there. Second day I felt a whole lot better. And then when that third day came around, I felt some breaking. I felt some power coming in my life. Amen. Ever since then, yes, I'm still taking the vitamins. I'm still chewing all that vitamin C, that zinc, and all that D3, and all that kind of stuff every day. Hey, that's just for you folks, all right? That's just for you. Amen, amen, because I want to make sure I got the right kind of vitamins. This message actually took place. I was out doing my morning walk, and there was an F-350 Ford, big, big something up off the ground. And I looked at its tag, and the tag said to me, E-D-O-M. And so I thought it was like an eye test. So I said, E-V-O-M, that eye's good. E-V-O, that eye's, I, I, I got good vision. But when the truck passed me, I realized, if you are in front of that truck and you see an E-V-O-M, it flips it backwards, which just simply says, move. If the truck 350 that's bigger than you are has a move on its front tag, you better move. That's how I feel about being an apostolic. Amen. I know y'all probably don't sing these kind of songs, but it says something about when the Lord gets ready, you got to move. You may be high, 
You may be low, you may be rich, or you may be poor, but when the Lord gets ready, hey, you got to move, you got to move. Sorry, I, I didn't come here to sing. I'm not a singer. But I am a mover. My next step makes a difference. Somebody shout hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord. Let me get some water. How about it? Are we doing okay with time? Amen, amen. Neil Armstrong said when he stepped on the moon, one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. In Mark chapter 10, there's a story of a blind man. We know him as B.B., blind Bartimaeus. He's been there for a long time. By all means, if somebody were to look at Bartimaeus and they would tell him, you were born blind, so guess what? You're going to be blind for the rest of your life. Somebody dressed him up every day. Somebody put him in this little booth area, had him in the cup. He knew by the people that were walking and talking whether they were going to give or not. And so he's pretty skilled at that. But there was something that took place in his life that I, I can't find it past the wire in the, in the Bible. I can't find it. So I'm a little bit out of the Bible. So uh, y'all, y'all please forgive me for a little bit, would you? Jesus healed blind people all the time. But Bartimaeus had not been healed. Now, I don't know how you feel. If I ever was blind and Jesus opened my eyes, man, I'd have a testimony. I don't know who it was, but somebody was healed of blindness. And they came by Bartimaeus, and he heard the excitement. And somebody was saying, "Woo! I got healed. I can see. I once was blind. I can see. And Bartimaeus said, whoa, 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 whoa. You, what happened? Somebody healed you of your blindness? Yes. Well, who is it? And the person told him, said, Jesus is his name. Woo! All of a sudden, guess what happened to Bartimaeus? He really realized, I got a next step. I thought I was blind for the rest of my life. Next, I know whenever he passes this way, I'm going to remember that word, Jesus. I'm going to realize if he's close by, I'm going to call on his name, Jesus. But it was just a few days later, another one came by. And they were talking about how they were healed of their blindness. And he said, oh, 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 tell me, tell me, tell, who was it? Well, they kept saying his name was Jesus, but what else did they say? They said words like, Jesus, thou son of David. And so Bartimaeus picked up on it. I got it. I got it. Whenever he passes by, Jesus, thou son of David. I'm, I'm, I think he woke up every morning practicing. My next step is this when he comes by. My next step is when he shows up. I got his name, Jesus, thou son of David. But then, evidently, a very poor person got healed of blindness. Amen. And when they came by and they said, I didn't think I was even worthy to be able to see again. But Jesus, the son of David, had mercy on me. And Bartimaeus said, what? He did what? All we know is that people were saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, I can tell you this because Bartimaeus knew those words. But I'd like to let you know this morning. Right words matter. When you're ever baptized, remember, right words matter. You've got to mention the name of Jesus over you. When you have repented and you've been baptized in Jesus' name, right words matter. So for Bartimaeus, every day he was thinking, I got a next step. They told me I didn't. 
They told me I was born blind. They told me I'd die like this, but I got hope. Whenever I know he's coming by, I got the words ready. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And guess what happened, ladies and gentlemen? Jesus was passing by. He asked somebody, who is it? Jesus is coming your way. How far away is he? He's a long ways. How far away is it? He's getting closer. How far is he? Could he hear me if I called his name out? I don't know if he can, but he's close. Bartimaeus opened up his mouth and he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Folks gathered around him and told him to be quiet. You're getting too loud. But Bartimaeus cried because his next step was to get Jesus' attention. And when he got Jesus' attention, Jesus said, who's calling for me? And the same people that told him to be quiet, hush up and be, uh, stop being so loud, told him, the master's calling for you now. And ladies and gentlemen, Bartimaeus already had it all down in his books. Whenever he calls me, I'm taking off and going. When Bartimaeus heard Jesus call him, he took off that garment that stood for blindness. And when he walked towards Jesus, Jesus said, what can I help you with? Amen. He said, I'm blind. I want, to, I want to see again. Jesus knew what he needed, but his garment was a reflection of what he had. But he put his sins and his problems in the past, and he came to Jesus Christ. I believe in this service that somebody could just get his attention. If you could just call on his name, he would come to where you are. He would minister to you in a great way. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus healed blind Bartimaeus of his blindness. Now, maybe y'all folks get the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 blue. Man, I think the blind Bartimaeus got the Holy Ghost. He got a little bit out of control. Woo! All them folks have been coming by saying what it's like to get your eyes opened up again. Wow, it's really real. It's powerful. That's what the sun looks like. That's what the grass looks like. That's what my brothers and sisters look like. Maybe he's glad he was blind for a while to overlook some of that stuff. But he saw something. He realized his next step was he wasn't sitting still. He was going after him. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. We were in West Virginia a few years ago in one local service. We had 12 children get the Holy Ghost. I thought, man, this is great. Amen. Then all of a sudden, I saw a lady in the back, 72 years old. She waved her hand. She said, well, all those kids got the Holy Ghost. Can, can I get the Holy Ghost? Sure, ma'am. Come on down. We're going to have all these 12 kids pray for you so you can get the Holy Ghost. The key to her success was that next step. 72 years old. I got a little walking cane here, but I'm coming down. And when she got down there and lifted up her hands, God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Seventy Can 72 years? I, I don't know. Are you at 72? You ain't came yet. I didn't think you would. I don't think you're even 60, are you? Well, you better keep on living then, okay? I better find somebody as old as I am. Right? Tom, are you 60 yet? Okay, are you past 65? Okay, all right. He and I are close in there. 
60, 72 years old, came up front and got filled with the Holy Ghost. 72 years without it. The key to it was that she just took the next step. But when she took that next step, there was a 76-year-old lady on the other side that had a walker. And she raised her hand and said, Well, if all those 13 got the Holy Ghost, how about me? Guess what? She pushed her little walker up there. The 12 kids and now the 72-year-old uh, lady is praying with the 76-year-old lady. Lady, she lifts her hand. She gets the Holy Ghost. Woo! It's all about taking the next step. Somebody say hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord and give God praise, would you? So, the Bible is full of folks who took the next step. Jesus come walking on the water in the midst of a storm. And Peter, they first thought it was a spirit or a ghost, if you please, but then they recognized Jesus says, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. What I like about this story was Jesus just said, come. Which simply meant all 12 disciples could have got out of the boat that day. Everybody could have got out and walked on the water. But guess who walked on the water? Just Peter. When he took that next step, when he stepped out, and that water held him up. And he took the next step and he kept walking. Yes, I know he sunk. Yes, I know Jesus saved him. But the key was he took the next step. Woo, hallelujah. When, children, when the children of Israel came up against Jericho, the Lord had already organized it. The only way you're going to get this city down is you're going to have to take the next step. Walk around this walk around this building. Don't say a word for one day. Do it for six straight days. But on the seventh day, we're going to walk around seven times. Every one of those victories was started with the next step. I don't know what God has in store for you, but when you take that next step, supernatural things are going to happen. Exodus 3, chapter 3 and 4, you'll find out that Moses was a very frustrated man. He had reached a place in his life. He lived in Egypt for 30 year, 40 years and ate good, dressed good, smelled good, had everything for him. But then he got kicked out, if you please. And now, now he's in the wilderness taking care of sheep and stinky sheep and more stinky sheep. He's got education running out his ears. He's really smart. He's really educated. And then all of a sudden, on one particular day, if I can read a scripture for you in Exodus 3 and 3, and Moses said, I will now turn aside. Uh-oh. All of a sudden, he's walking out of the corner of his eye. He sees that bush on fire. But what made the difference was he said, I will now turn aside. When he took that first step towards the bush, that's when God said, Moses, Moses, Take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. You took the next step, and now I'm going to show you the rest of the route. I'm going to show you where the supernatural is. I'm going to show you where the glory is. Come on, somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Amen, amen. i got to quit. It's after 12 o'clock. I know you guys are really, really hungry. I'm trying to wrap up in Jesus' name. Amen. Our baby daughter was having uh, another grandbaby for us. And somehow along the way, they leave the men out. They're not important to be in there. So my wife's in there. And my other daughter that's the pastor's wife, she's inside of there. And and uh, so they're doing the delivery and everything that happens. And when the baby comes out, the cord's wrapped around the neck. There's no response there. And then all of a sudden, the delivery team goes into massive chaos and starts saying, we got to do something quick. And so my middle daughter, which is the pastor's wife, the first thing she did was 
she just eased up and put her hand on the back of the, the nurse that was there helping take care of delivery. And she said, in the name of Jesus Christ, let there be a whole baby, a healed baby. She stepped back. Nothing happened. They were still struggling, fighting with everything. She reached over to the doctor and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I claim dominion over this situation. Hallelujah. Candy didn't have to take the next step, but she took the next step. And at that moment, when she put her hands on the back of the doctor, the baby cried out as loud as it could. I had another grandbaby. I shouted because of it. But somebody, somebody took the next step, and that next step made the difference. Heard of a story one time. It's kind of crazy, and I've never heard it before. It was a story of a woman who was an atheist. She lived in Alabama. Is there any atheists in Alabama? Maybe one now. And there's no more. Maybe I don't know what it is, but to make a long story short, all of a sudden she got the message that her daughter had been in a, in a severe accident and was looking like she was going to die. And on the way to the hospital, she looked up and she said, God, if you're up there, why are you going to let my daughter die? And a voice spoke from heaven and says, that's the first time that you've ever called on me. I believe the atheist realized, oh, yeah, there is somebody that knows what's going on. Her daughter made it. She took the next step and called on a God that she didn't believe in. Oh, somebody stand to your feet. Clap your hands to the Lord. Noah looked really stupid building a boat when it never rained. Noah looked really odd. But you could see Noah out there every day. He was taking that next step. How long it ever took to build that boat when it all got final, finalized and the Lord told him to open the door up. I'll take care of closing it. His whole life, people laughed at him and mocked him and told all kind of different things. But the bottom line, at the end of the day, because he took that next step and got that boat ready, the camels started coming in. The crawfish, I don't know how they got in there, but they made it there. Amen, amen, amen. The birds flying in, camels, all kind of things. Elephants starts coming in. You know, if I would have been living that day, I would have realized, this guy's telling the truth. Look at all these folks going in the boat. But they still didn't believe. I'm here as an apostolic to tell you, the ark is built. The plan of salvation is ready for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. All you got to do is just step in. I know, I know, I know. You've probably heard it before. Joshua was probably the most, one of the most radical leaders you've ever heard in your life. Jordan River done overflowed. He commands his priests, put the Ark of the Covenant on your shoulders, and march across that river. Like, duh, what happened to him? Did he eat too much uh, olives last night or grapes, whatever? He said, I want you to march across. They put the Ark of the Covenant, the most holiest thing there ever was. And when the, the, when the priest's feet touched the water, the waters opened up. That one step, that one step, everything that should have been sinking was starting to float. That first step. And when the, when, the, when the priest stepped the next step, the water just started opening up in front of him. I'm here because I believe God's ready to open up the next step for somebody. You just got to stop and realize, don't let the devil stop you. I don't know what this, New Jersey. Do y'all have roaches up here? I, I got to go ahead and confess to you. I hate roaches. I, 
I despise roaches because roaches come in our private home and make us a prisoner. Scared to death to see the next roach. But somewhere in my life, whenever I saw a roach, I had one job to do. And that is to put my shoe right on top of that roach and hear the crunch. I know he's dead, but the Mississippi side of me always does this. Come on, dog. Come on, devil. You said you were going to interrupt my house. I ain't letting you stay in. And any promises that you have to come back, I'm making sure your ancestors, your cousins, your aunties, everybody dies in one step. Satan would like to push you back. God's got some miracles for people in this house. Come on, clap your hands and say, I want that miracle. 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 I believe God has a miracle for me. So whatever hell has been put in front of your life, just remember, you're only one step from beating the devil and pushing him down, wiping out his life. Sir, can you come up front? Would you like to help me close? Come on up. Come on up. I don't know who he is. He's a guest here, I guess. Maybe he goes here all the time. I don't know. Amen. You go here all the time. Listen, whatever we did in our past is behind us. Amen. We're not here to talk about our past. Neither one of us would even want to share what our past looked like. But our future is what's the best thing in front of us. Can you take just one step? Woo! That don't seem like a whole lot, does it? That don't seem like it's changed in the world, but we take another step. And every day that we live, we're going to serve you, God. We're going to give you our best. We're going to believe you for miracles, signs, and wonders. Whenever we wake up, come on, sir, there's a miracle following you. Just keep stepping into it. Just keep believing in it. Come on, everybody, clap your hands. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. How about it? Hallelujah. All right, I'm all done. It's 12.09. I know you've already looked at the clock. What does God have for you? Brother White, I'm sure you probably know all the whole story. I've been pastoring in Batesville for 23 years. We just bought 11.19 acres on the interstate to build a brand new church. And that same year, I got elected to general Sunday school director, which requires that you resign your church and move to St. Louis. So my wife stepped out by faith. We took that next step. We were in red. That 600000 you had in uh, looking for, we were that much in the red. It messed your thermometer up over there where we were. But I took the next step. I said, God, I believe in children. I believe that children matter. I think that every child deserves a chance. And so when I met with my first meeting, I said, guys, I'm not your average guy, okay? I'm probably below average. But our ultimate goal is we want to start this ministry winning children. Well, four years prior to that, I'd brought to the committee, let's do Holy Ghost rallies around the country. And four times they voted it down. But when I stepped up and I was in the, I was in the head chair, and I said, guys, I tried for four years. You didn't listen to me. I'm saying from this head table, this is what we're going to do. And 
a 100% voted for them. We started having Holy Ghost rallies. I wish we could say that all of those 13,000 were killed in the desert. Even the 109 that we've had here in New Jersey, New, New North Central Jersey, we've had at least 20 adults that got the Holy Ghost going on. Why? Because we have one of those sneak, we have the sneakiest ministry there is. We're up here ministering to kids and adults get the Holy Ghost. They start clapping their hands and singing the song with all these kind of crazy moves and activities, and they get the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like giving an altar call for children and adults come walking down crying and weeping. Hallelujah. One more thing. If you, go, if you folks are going to sing, come on, I'm wrapping up. I'm done. The hillbilly's done. Amen. We were in a Holy Ghost rally in, in a really special district. It was mostly Spanish that was there. And one Spanish man had three girls that he, was, that, that he brought with him to the Holy Ghost rally. And he made it a really big effort to push those girls right up to the front, all three of them. And then when he pushed them up to the front, he backed off maybe six foot, eight foot behind them and was praying for them. And little did I know the man that brought him up there didn't even have the Holy Ghost. Somebody laid hands on him, and he was the first one to get the Holy Ghost right there. Pow. The father was there. He was the first one. All three of those girls that he pushed up to the front received the Holy Ghost. Their dad got the Holy Ghost and passed out in the floor. The three girls came by to pray with him and tell him how, how what had happened in their lives. And he said, it happened in my life also. I'm just saying your next step may be the greatest step. Your next step may be that miracle you're looking for. That next step may be that healing that you're looking for. That next step means that everybody has a next step. If you're a guest here today, we thank you for being here. You're probably saying, Brother Wyatt, would you bring this crazy guy in it? Amen, amen. But your next step is to say, I don't understand what he's doing. I don't understand everything that's going on, but I like what I feel. Your next step is to believe there's something real about this place. There's something powerful about this service. And you say, what can I do to be a part of it? Repent of your sins. That's your next step. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's your next step. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's your next step. Come on, clap your hands and say, God's got a next step for my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Let's give Jesus praise this morning. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I want you to believe God. Reach over and pray with somebody right now in the name of Jesus if it's permissible. Come on. I want us to pray. I want us to believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank you for your presence, God. God, I want you to make a way where there seems to be no way, God. I want to speak to somebody who's worried about taking that next step. Don't be afraid. He'll be there with you. Hallelujah. Step out on the water. Step out on the plan of God. Step out on the purpose of God. Step out and believe God. Your next step may be your supernatural miracle you need. Your next step may cause all of your family to come in. Your next step may cause a supernatural miracle. God could use your children, your family. Hallelujah. Come on in this house. There's a move of God today. Come on, in this house, the Holy Ghost is being poured out. We want it to happen to you. I believe it. I believe it. I receive it here today. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your voice right now. Let's give him some praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. You feel led to pray with somebody. Come on, take the next step on. Lord. 
house, make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer. Say, Lord, Lord, make me a house, make me a house of prayer. I want to seek your face, seek your face, and Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer. May the fire of my, may the fire of my altar never burn out. The fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. May the fire, fire of my altar never burn out. The fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer, say, Lord, Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. Oh, Lord, Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer. May the fire of my, may the fire of my altar never burn out. The fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar make me a house. May the fire, may the fire of my altar never burn out. The fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn. Make me, make me a house of prayer. Say, Lord, Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. Oh, Lord, Lord, make me, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer. May the fire, may the fire of my altar never burn out. Fire of my altar never burn out. Fire of my altar, may be a house, may be a house. May the fire, fire of my altar never burn out. Fire of my altar. Make me, oh Lord, make me a house, make me, oh, I want to seek your face, make me a house, make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer, may the fire. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire, may the fire of my altar. Say, make me. May the fire, may the fire of my altar. May the fire,
in a special way. If you're in this place and you need healing, I want you to just lift your hands and say, God, will you touch me and heal me? If you know somebody that is sick in the body right now, that may be sick mentally, I want you to say, God, touch them right now. Your healing power is present. And Lord, we cry out and say, heal like only you can. Make whole like only you can. Jesus is here, church. What you need is available because Jesus is here. You that are online, Jesus is here. What you need is available. Just lift your hands and say, God, let your will be done right now. God, do what only you can do. Heal us. Touch us. Fill us with your spirit. Oh, God, you're here. We want your will to be done. Let God's will be done, church. He's here. He's here right now. Let him refresh you. Here's a refreshing that can take place in your spirit if you will just reach out to the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Child Jesus is here. Let him have his way. Let him do only what he can do. Oh, we set our heart on you, Jesus. We set our heart on you, Jesus. We set our heart on you, Jesus. Will you do what only you can do? Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Anybody need a move of God in their soul? He's here. He's here. He's here. Let him move in your soul. Oh, ah. Ah. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus. Miracles happen when you move. Take your next step, church. Take your next step, somebody. There's a miracle waiting on you. 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 Just take your next step. Jesus wants to do a miracle for you. Just take your next step. Just take your next step. church, we're going to go and walk around our building. 
We're going to walk around our building next Sunday. We're going to claim it in Jesus' name. Because I'm telling you, the devil is trying to do everything he can to interfere with what God has already promised us. And so we're going to walk the grounds of that building, and we're going to pray, and we're going to tell God, we want this land, and we will possess this land in Jesus' name. It's time for us to step forward, take that next step, and do what God wants us to do. We've got too many souls in our areas to reach. Too many lives need to be impacted with the gospel for us to be playing around with messing with the, the legality of things. We need to take the territory. Next Sunday, after our second service, we're going to go march around the building. If you can be here, come. But I'm sure it'll be enough of us to walk around and take the building. Don't forget, this week is our fasting and praying week. Fasting, prayer, consecration. And so we're going to abstain from all of this social media stuff. The only electronics that we will use is what's necessary because we still have jobs to do. And there are still things that we do that we need to do electronically. But as far as wasting our time on just social media stuff, we're going to give it a break for a week till next Sunday. And maybe you don't even want to go back to it. And we're going to abstain from anything that will distract us. We're going to consecrate ourselves. Listen to a whole lot of preaching. Study the Word of God. Read your Bible. Read a Christian book, a Christian author if you need to. I know we pray every day, but up, up, up your prayer game a little bit. Pray a little bit more. Let God speak to your heart. And we're going to just drink water if we need to. That's it. If you can't go seven days with just drinking water, figure out how you can be a part of the fast by not eating regularly how you normally ate. So do something to say, I'm a part of it. This is going to unify us. This is going to help us to move forward in God. It is significant that we, we do this together. That it's not just all of us. All of us need to grab a hold of this and say, I am doing this. And so I'm not telling you that all of us is going to do seven days water only. Because I know some of you need to take medication. Some of you have to eat a little bit. So figure out what you can do. But be a part of it and pray about it and let God help you to get through this week of prayer, fasting, and consecration. Somebody say amen. So no food if you can, but if you need to have some food, do what you have to. But stay on board with us, fasting, prayer, consecration, until next Sunday. I believe God is going to do something spectacular for us and through us if we just do this together. God wants to do something. There's something that needs to break in the atmosphere. There's something that God wants to do in us and through us. And this fasting, this week of fasting and prayer and consecration will really get us to where God wants to take us. Somebody say amen. So we thank God for that. So let's gear up. Let's get ready. If you have any questions, reach out to me. We'll send out texts or email just reminding you. And remember, we're fasting that we can really see strongholds loose. We're fasting that we can really experience spiritual breakthrough, that burdens, weights that are weighing people down will be lifted, and that yokes will be removed, 
and that we can move forward in the spirit and that we can experience God's provision so as God provides for us, we can provide for others. That's what we want to see. We want to see salvation where people are being saved, our own relatives. So often we've said, we've said to ourselves, how are they ever going to get saved? I've been living right, right? I've been living right. I've been talking to them, but they're not getting it. Well, this week is going to help us where your relative is going to respond to you from out of left field. You're going to think, but it's not from out of left field. And you're going to be able to minister to them in a way that God will have you to. You're going to be ready to give them what God wants you to give them. So this week, let's use this to come together and let God do what he's going to do through us. This is a crucial and pivotal moment in our church history. This week that's coming up. So let's fast and pray together. Let's give a hand clap of praise to the Lord for sending Brother Cannon and his lovely family to be with us today and to minister to us. Man, they have left a, 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 an indelible mark on North Central Jersey District, on me and upon so many of us for the ministry that the Lord has given to them. And it is just wonderful. You hear, I love to get people in, whether it's missionary or leadership or just an evangelist, because you get to hear about the stories of just not... You know, sometimes you feel like you're alone or you feel like, my goodness, I only can see what we're doing and I don't see what everyone else is doing. But here's a man of God that's telling you, I was on my way. I mean, we got 11 acres ready to go. And then the Lord just says, nope, this is what you're doing. And all he can do is just be obedient. So sometimes when you hear me talking about just our wholehearted ways of committing to God, listen, you're not, it's not something special for us. It's just what God requires because God gave everything for us and he's just asking us to do the same. That's all he's doing. He said, I gave everything for you. Will you do the same for me? That's all this is. So we're not asking you to be different and special and give, you know, wholeheartedly. We're saying just be like what Jesus wants you to be. What he has done, just replicate that. I'm glad I was here today. Anybody glad they was here? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Don't forget. Sister Sylvia opening the door telling me beef patties are still here. Coca bread is still here. Something to drink is still here. It goes, it all goes to our building fund. So go over and visit her and buy everything that she has so she can feel like um, she don't have to take anything with her or, well, she never take anything with her. She, she give it to people and tell them to bring the money next week. So, so, so go see Sister Sylvia. Somehow she's going to get the money. Lord, we thank you today for your word and for gathering us together. As we go from this place, let all that you do today resonate in our heart and keep us going and taking the next step. I want your hand to continue to be upon Brother Cannon and his family and his ministry, Lord God, that they will continue to see souls be blessed, for people to be filled with the Holy Ghost, the sneaky ministry you have given them, Lord. Use them graciously and miraculously as you've already been doing, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you will blow their mind with the things that you have in store for them, Lord God. I pray that you'll refresh, replenish, and renew and use them as they continue to go, Lord God. We thank you for them, and we thank you for what you're doing, Lord God, in the kingdom, in the hearts of your people. Dismiss us from this place, but keep us in your grace and your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. You online, thank you for joining us. In Jesus' name.